0: Hello and welcome JRPG fans, enthusiasts, level grinders, party healers, battle mages, wh- whatever your uh, title may be. It is the JRPG Report. This is episode 50. My name is James Fisher. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. It's been a super exciting January to the 2019 year and, uh, a small niche title dropped this week. You may have heard of it. Um, may not have, I don't know. That's, I mean, it's been 10 years since the last game came out. And, uh, so we may talk a little kingdom hearts three today. <laughs> I'm not sure. Hopefully you guys are, uh, some of you have gotten to play it so far. Um, as of this recording, it's only been out for two days, so even my playtime has been limited at best, but I want to give you my initial impressions and uh, give you an update on how Tales of Vesperia is going. Um, spoiler, it's still going. <laughs> it's um, it's taking me a little bit longer than I would have preferred, but that's that is life. Um I've got a bunch of news and notes to get to nothing really um that we didn't already know about but just a few things to to talk about and, uh I want to talk about my experience at the um Distant Worlds concert uh shared some images on the Facebook page hope you guys check those out um there is no recording of any sorts during it but I will uh just tell you that it was amazing. But first and foremost, let's talk some Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, as of last night, I'm about six hours into it. Um, and in a word, it's awesome. There's there's no doubt about it. They have uh, really used the Unreal Engine um, to its peak. And uh, I don't... I was trying to think of, like, anything negative I could say about it so far, and I really haven't come up with much. Um, and it's not a huge departure for the series. It's kind of just building on the strengths and then adding uh, some cool new features. It's very over-the-top. Um, very rarely are you just on the ground, you know, swinging the keyblade around. It is... Uh, you're in the air a lot. There's tons of special moves. Um, they really... <laughs> they do, Having uh been to Disney the past uh the in within the past year, it's been really cool to see a bunch of the rides make it make it into the game and um really um breaks up any monotony to the combat. Uh yeah, you're gonna see some of the same things over and over, but I guess that's better than just grinding away and doing the same old, same old. Um so yeah, a lot of Disney rides haven't gotten uh any of the summons yet. So I'm looking forward to some of those. But. So far it's. it. I've only been in the worlds. That have been announced. Um, the first world you go to. Is Olympia. Um, didn't And so once you got done with that. You got to of course get in the gummy ship. And I, I hadn't. You know dived into it too much. So I was assuming the gummy ship was like it was before you're kind of just going along the rails, uh, shooter section until you get to the next world. That's not the case. This is a free to explore, uh, 3d space flight simulation type of deal. Uh, it made me think of, um, kind of like the and Clank's where it's not, you know, nothing too difficult, very fun, but there is some exploration to do. There's, uh, Enemy boss fights that kind of reminds you of a Galaga or Space Invaders. Just tons of people on the screen to to blow up. Um, there's uh, treasure spheres to unlock, crystals to find to get you more powerful uh, gummy ship parts. But yeah, you are free to go, pretty much wherever you want to go. So, and I've been talking with my brother as he's been playing too, and something kind of interesting. He ended up going uh, to the Tangled world second and I'm not even sure if that was an option for me when I looked at it um after Olympia I didn't really see anything and so I just kind of started flying and the first thing I came upon was actually the Twilight Town um and it is back and it's really cool looking but I won't give away too much of that we knew it was coming back but um after that I had two options and I think it was a level ten. And the two options were either battle level twelve or fourteen. So of course I opted to go for the twelve. And that was actually the Toy Story um uh, which they call Toy Band. And for my brother, he went to Tangled, then Twilight, and then Toy Story. So I'm not even sure if Tangled's an option for me yet. We know it's out there. We we know from the previous Frozen's out there. We know there's um my Hero Six is out there. We know Pirates is out there. So I'm thinking those are going to start to open up here at some point. But I thought that was pretty cool that you know maybe not all experiences are going to be exactly alike. And I thought that was very refreshing. Um getting to the combat a little bit more. Um you you start off and it's typical uh JRPG sequel to where you know, you've lost all your powers. You've got a, a small set of abilities when you start off, but you're back to your regular old Keyblade. And um, funny story is uh, <laughs> um, having playing Tails um, and having all those abilities and, and skills, I immediately went into the abilities and just kind of assumed that I'd have to turn them all on. Well, what I actually did was I turned all my abilities off for the entire party. And, uh, we get to the next fight and we struggle. I mean, it was a real struggle just against some, some regular old enemies. I'm like, man, what is going on here? This isn't right. I mean, Donald wasn't casting spells. Goofy was just kind of standing around. I was getting my tail kicked and, uh, yeah, I, I, I turned everybody's abilities off. So (laughs) realizing my blunder went back and quickly, uh, fixed that issue. And and it's been pretty, pretty, I don't want to say easy since then, but I don't think that, you know, I don't think it's supposed to be terribly challenging. There is a hard mode that you can select right off the bat if you're hardcore like that, but I just chose normal. And for the most part, it's, it's been fun. And I think that's what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be where most people can play it. You know, look really cool while you're playing it. And um, and go from there. So, you know, the combats... You can get really crazy with it. You get your additional keyblades. You know, from each world, they have the different uh, looks. You know, once you get to Toy Story, you don't look different in Olympia. But... I will kind of leave the rest up to you guys to, um, explore and I'll have some more updates on it, um, in the, in the coming weeks, I'm sure, but looks like it's going to be a pretty fun game. There's a lot of little stuff to collect, uh, treasure chests all over the place. Uh, you do take, um, you look for the little Mickey ears symbol, it's kind of hidden in places and you're supposed to take pictures of that with your gummy phone, which I love how all video games it's now required that you have a cell phone in it. It's just, <laughs> it would almost be weird if you didn't. Right. But yeah, so th- those actually get you some pretty cool items. So if you pay attention, either Donald or goofy will kind of say something if they see one nearby. So if they, if you hear them say something about, um, oh what do they call it? Um this, no. I forget what they what they call it for, but if they say something relating to, you know, there's the there's the king's ears or I I you know, I know that <laughs> mark anywhere, is something to that effect. There's something nearby. And they said it one last night in the toy bin and I looked everywhere. I didn't see it. So I'm not sure what what Goofy was talking about in that point, but the pictures are really fun. You can take selfies at one point. Um, I had Buzz and Woody and I was trying to find the Mark and, uh, they both kind of walked over in front of the camera and they're like, Oh, you know, Buzz was like, make sure you get my good side. <laughs> and Woody's like, Oh, a picture. All right. So they interact with you. It's pretty fun. Um, lots of cool little things. I think it's going to be a long game. Um, I don't want to quite, you know, go out there and say it's a hundred hour game at this point. It depends on how many worlds there are. Um, but each world's going to take two to three hours at least just to run through it and not to, if you don't want to grind and find everything. So, and you'll have to go back. Uh, I actually found a mark in Olympia before I got my phone. So I know I'm going to have to go back and, um, and do that at least. But yeah, if you guys were on the fence at all and, um, Kind of like, well, i like to see... Um, of course, if you want to see a review for it, they're everywhere. <clears throat> that kind of kills me. The uh, The game's not even out yet. I think IGN had a review five days before it came out. And yeah, we know the game went gold two months ago. So those copies have been out there. But I saw a couple of YouTube people like with reviews. Two days, the day of coming out. I'm like, man, it must be nice to, to have this game. And what, I mean, they'd be like, if I gave you a review after playing it for six hours, how long could they have possibly had this game to give it a proper review? You know, they didn't play the whole thing. And in my mind, it's 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 like watching half of a movie, and uh, <laughs> and walking out and getting a review for it. And yeah, I'm sure some of these people played it all, and that's fine, but. I don't know, it just seems kind of weird to give reviews before something's even in the hands of the public. Um, and, yeah, you can do it without spoilers, but um, we'll see. But, yeah, go out there and grab it if you guys are thinking about it. It's a lot of fun, that's for sure. Um, unfortunately, it came out, and uh, Tales was, I guess I'm about 43 hours into it. And it's one... <sighs> hate these situations, I really do, and it doesn't happen very often, but, and I'm loving the game, don't get me wrong, but it's kind of like, I didn't want to, I didn't feel like I had to do it at an obligation to you guys at all, but I felt like I should, and I wanted to play Kingdom Hearts, I really did, and it's not like I'm not going to play Tales in my downtime, I'm obviously on the Switch, I can play anytime I want to, uh, at night or on the road, you know, stuff like that, but it kind of, it, it had to be put down for a minute (laughs) and I thought, well, maybe I can just push through it and try to, you know, try to wrap it up. And no, I've got, I think I still got a little ways to go. (laughs) So I guess my plan is to go ahead and, and play through kingdom hearts and then I'll pick back up on tails, but I've been thoroughly impressed with it as well. Um, it's it's like in the Tales games, it can get a little repetitive in the battle system. You pretty much end up doing the same things over and over, but it's still fun. I mean, it's super fun. The boss fights are st- super challenging. Um, I still, you know, when they pop up, it doesn't really matter what level you're at. They're going to give you a good challenge. Um, But I'm really, really impressed with that game that... It kind of did every... It seems like it did everything of that Tales formula. It's done it the best. Faster fighting system than Symphonia, um, On par with Like Abyss. The graphics are amazing. It got the exploration right. Um, it's got the towns. It's got the good dungeons. Um, it kind of... It's got the skits are done well. You're not sitting there for an hour during a skit where you don't even want to watch them. You know they're going to be short and sweet and usually pretty funny, so you'll watch those. Uh, I really have no complaints about... uh, I mean, about either one. So, I'm happy. Uh, Again, if you're on the fence and maybe, you know, you, you want to wait on Kingdom Hearts because, I mean, that's going to be a huge game. So, the thing is with... You know, usually we don't talk about these with JRPG as much that you know, you need to go. Most of the cases with the smaller titles, you've got to go buy that new or order it. or You, you may not even find that in your local game shop. Games like this and FF15 and I guess to a stint, maybe Dragon Quest 11, you're going to find used copies of this game. Um, so you can save some bucks here in a few weeks. If you want, or if you wait a little bit longer, you could save even more. Um, that is your product of tails. I don't know if that's going to be the case. Anything's possible. Um, we probably won't know real sales numbers for a while, but I would think if you want tails, you're going to pay pretty close to full price. Whereas kingdom hearts, if you wait a little while, you can save a few bucks, but yeah, that's, that was uh, kind of my first impressions of them. I hope you guys, if you're playing them, I hope you're enjoying them. But, um, I'll talk about Distant Worlds kind of at the end. Let's go through just a couple quick notes. Wasn't a ton of stuff that happened. Obviously, everything kind of got overshadowed with, uh, Kingdom Hearts 3, but that's okay. Um, We had talked about this game a couple times, but Another Eden did come out in the U.S. The Cat Beyond Time and Space, available now, as of this recording, for iOS and Android in North America and Southeast Asia. Um, You can also play it in these places. The United States, Canada, Australia, Singapore, South Korea, Taiwan, Hong Kong, and Macau. And I got a short synopsis of it. Um, Let's see. Another Eden starts. Aldo and his sister Fiend. After a demon attempts to use Fiend's hidden power to destroy humanity, Aldo escapes to a space-time distortion and end up eight hundred years in the future. The game's scenario is a course written by Chrono Triggers Masato Kato, with music from Oh Boy Shinsuka Tsunaya. I, I I don't. I'm butchering these names. I'm not going to say that. Uh, <laughs> And main theme composed by Masuda. Now, a release on the Switch is planned for Japan. No release date has been announced as of yet. So, if that does well, maybe we see a Switch port over here. I'm I'm not sure. So, uh, actually, I encourage you guys to head over to RP Gamer. They obvious uh, they have the um have the launch trailer. But they've got uh, three-part interviews with the scenario and uh, the release producer, the animation background and scenery, and the art direction and character design. Those are really fascinating interviews and very well done. I would highly suggest you head over there and check those out. They've got a uh, how to play and a character video on there as well. <clears throat> Excuse me. So yeah, just head over to RP Gamer and search for another Eden and check those videos out. I would do you no service trying to <laughs> describe what what those are. Those are kind of one of those things you've really got to see see them to understand um, what exactly is going on <laughs> with those. But again, looks like a really great game that I just don't have any time for at the moment. And uh, I do have it downloaded on the phone. But I haven't really got a chance to um, mess with that yet. Uh, We have a physical release date for the title Dragon Mark for Death. It will come out in North America and Europe on March the 26th. Uh, It's going to be priced at $29.99. And let's see, that is a size-growing RPG for the Switch that already came out. On January 31st. That's today. Um, So what is this one for? Sorry, I'm reading this. Oh, it's the physical version. Now, the digital version is out now. The physical version is going to be coming out on March the 26th. I see. I was a little confused with that. Cool looking game. Um, Again, (laughs) too many games. Not enough time for all these things. Um, if you guys are interested, there isn't, this is also on RP gamer. There's uh or of course you can find it pretty much anywhere. There's a new trailer for God eater three kind of getting everybody pumped up for the release on February the 8th in North America and Europe for PC and PS4. Check that out. If you haven't seen it, it's really cool stuff. Um, another game that definitely not going to get to play now, but maybe here in, uh, in just a little bit. Also a new, opening trailer came out for Nelgi and the Legendary Alchemist. Um, you can check that out. It's pretty cool looking. Of course, that game is coming out in a little bit. Um, actually, it's not coming out in a little bit at all. It is, uh, it's out today if you're in Japan. <laughs> in Japan on PS4, Vita, and Switch Today. In the West, we'll get on the PC, PS4, and Switch. Sorry, Vita. You apparently no longer exist over here in America. Sad day. Rest in peace, Vita. I loved you, buddy. Uh, anyway, it'll come out in North America on March the 26th. Europe gets it three days later on March the 29th. There was uh, some news about the new Ys 9 title. Kind of detailed a little bit more about... Um, Adol and let's see. This was a new interview with Falcon President Kondo, and he wanted to kind of say a little bit more about Yiznan And let's see, it it sounds different. We said that before, and Adol is now depicted differently than he was in the series thus far. He has an unexpected atmosphere about him, including his appearance. That uh, Baldo is a prison city full of mysteries. It will portray a drama that only a prison can depict. Remember, it's a giant prison city. So uh, it's an interesting setting. I'm not sure I've really seen anything like that before. Pretty cool stuff. The sense of scale the city offers is the greatest in the series thus far. That you should assume the city is not just a base, but also an action stage built with various elevations and gimmicks there is a staff-wielding Monstrum. There's an air of darkness about him. He partly resembles Dark Fact from Yeez 1. So if you've been playing this series for a long time, that's a kind of cool little tidbit. The Monstrum wearing a skirt and hat takes the most unexpected actions among the group. Pay attention to her leg area. N- no clue what that's supposed to mean. <laughs> uh, the pink haired monstrum is characterized by her animal like accessories, which may be a hint to something. Maybe she is like Beast Boy, changes into different animals. The blonde haired monstrum is arrogant and excludes confidence. He is highlighted by his attitude and the feathers on his shoulders. Compared to the other monstrum, the woman with the artificial arms and legs holding the lantern has a different role. As she is one of the most important characters. And that she holds the key to the story. So cool stuff. Uh, of course it's due out this year in Japan. Still no word on a western release yet. But uh, good things coming out of Falcom these days. We shall see kind of what is going on. There's um, there's an image that goes along with this. And it's got all the characters there, but their faces are kind of blacked out on the supporting ones. The one in the front is not. These are all the Monstrum characters. So looks like I guess that's going to be your party this time. Instead of picking up other adventurers. So we'll see about that. I mean, obviously it's a long ways off before we get over here. But we'll see. We've got some new details about Otter Lulua. That uh, we had two returning characters um, from the Totoro's game. Of course, herself, Totoro, is in it, as well as Mimi. Uh, They are going to be back in action. So, we kind of figured that would happen. All the uh, returning characters would would be popping up in one way or another. It's not... uh, we don't know if they're going to join the party or not i would guess so kind of hard to know until till we get a little more uh, information but they are they are back there's um there's some more information coming out about this one uh, every day of course it's coming out on march the 20th in japan and we will get it sometime this spring so expect this, this steady flow of information to come out as we get closer to that Japanese release date um, as well. There was a cool-looking game um, kind of harkens back to Super Nintendo graphics that I could see. It's uh, Evoland 1 and 2. And they are coming to the PS4, Xbox One, and Switch in February. And specifically, PS4 will get it on the 5th. Switch will get it on the sixth, and Xbox One will get it on the seventh. So, kind of a shipping nightmare there, but I guess that's what they wanted—they <laughs> wanted to do uh, these both games coming together as the Evil End Legendary Edition. Uh, kind of looks like a cool uh, turn-based sprite-looking game. I guess it kind of harkens back to maybe a Secret of Mana type look to it, if anything. If I had to put my finger on it, but pixelated graphics, you, you know, the deal kind of a throwback title. Those are popular these days. It looks, looks pretty cool. Uh, the last announcement I had, and it's really not an announcement at all. It really just come from compile hard. They said a new RPG that follows current trends is coming out in June. I'm assuming that's for, um, I'm assuming that's in Japan only as this was a, uh, interview in, uh, Famitsu weekly that, uh, did you know that they have been compiled heart has been around since 1994. So this is their 25th anniversary in 2019 and they are, uh, planning a new game that follows current trends quote. We are going to make games that will surprise everyone. Um, that all of our console titles are moving to the switch. There's going to be uh, support for the switch as well. I guess that's what he's saying. Um, so if you're a fan of compound hearts and they kind of make the same games over and over again, maybe they're going to <laughs> a new RPG that follows current trends. I'm not sure what that means. I don't know what, any, if anybody knows what that means, but I guess we will find out, um, here soon hopefully there's something a little bit more um i mean they've got their audience they know what they're doing but maybe a little more polish on the games i think would be would be nice that's all the news i really uh could scour the webs and find um didn't have any questions pop in from the uh facebook group if he has one to get involved uh, just head over to JRPG report on Facebook and, um, leave a message or, or share a picture. Um, leave a comment where we've got a pretty cool community over there that likes to engage with each other and, and share fun stories. Like I said, I posted a couple of pictures the other day and I try to do things from time to time. Um, I put one on there the other night in tails when, uh, I fired up Flynn's alternate, uh, costume That tells of Vesperia It was totally <laughs> um, From Eternal Sonata One of You know The more I thought About that game The more I really Did enjoy that one um, But yeah I had the composer Outfit He looked really cool Now I've been playing With the standard Costumes This time around I've I looked at all The alternate ones But I guess Since it's my first Time through I really wanted To stay true And have them Appear as they're supposed to. And I'll be honest. I only really loved. A handful of them. They kind of just felt out of place. I've never been huge. On changing. The outfits and tails. And don't ask me why. Because there's plenty of games where I like to do that. But it's just one of those things. Like I really kind of like their default costumes. Most of the time. I don't want to change it. But yeah I shared an image of that. Um, and I shared images from, as I said, going to the Distant Worlds concert. Uh, we went down to Nashville for a couple of days, me and the missus, for a fun adult weekend. Uh, the kiddo stayed with the in laws for a few days, and we got three days down in Nashville. Saw the concert the first night, and man, uh, if you ever get a chance, the Nashville Symphony is phenomenal. And, uh, director audio Roth, Arnie Roth came down there and led them and man, they nailed every note from that, uh, from uh, the ones they decided to play. Um, I thought it was going to be, there's the, the discs out one, two, three, and four for the distant worlds concerts. And I thought it was going to be from four, but it was actually kind of only about half of it. The other half was ones that they have um, started to incorporate in with the 30th anniversary, more older things, redoing certain things. Um, when they played uh, the bombing mission from FF7, they had clips from the, from the remake in it, which was pretty cool. Um, kind of got everybody excited for it. And uh, even he joked about, you know, Please Square Enix, we would love to see this game this year. I'm sitting there thinking, like, ah, be nice, be really nice. Don't know if it's going to happen or not, but um, kind of got everybody excited because I think they let off. If I recall, they let off with that one. And played a couple of fan favorites of mine from six, a bunch of seven, uh, only I think one from eight, a couple from nine. Uh, they did a cool Chocobo. Um, remakes with a bunch of different ones, uh, clips from a bunch of different games. Um, I don't think they did anything from... They did one from 15. Um, And it was very the very somber one. Um, They did a couple from 11 and 14, which I don't play the online ones. And it was odd because not only those games... Uh, very different in their nature, but the music felt very different. I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, I guess it fits in with not having as many, as much narrative driven stuff going on in those titles. But um, yeah, they played most of everything I would have wanted to play. A few other ones I would have liked to have heard that weren't in there, but just a phenomenal experience. You know, not only, I think it was an 84 piece orchestra. Playing in front of you, but you've got the giant screen with the images from the games, and you <laughs> it's so hard to kind of like do I look at the orchestra? Do I look at the at the music, you know, at the images, the videos? um, Just an incredible experience, and I highly recommend anyone if they get an opportunity anywhere it's close. I mean, Nashville is four hours away from us if you don't hit a bit of traffic. We were more than willing to drive that, but. I, I would, I would plead anyone to do that, um, <laughs> and even in general, if you're anywhere close to Nashville and you get a chance to go see their symphony, they are so good. They like we're looking at their upcoming schedule. They did like a John Williams night, playing all his movies from Raiders of Lost Ark, Star Wars, you know, all all the hits that he's come up with over the years. Uh, they were doing a Harry Potter and Lord of the Phoenix night. How cool would that be? <laughs> so um, definitely some some big things going on there, and that is a show that you don't want to miss if it comes, comes around. And I dare say I wouldn't have to twist my wife's arm too hard to go back to it again. I picked up some cool swag while I was there. I shared those images as well. Um, I got the soundtrack for Distant Worlds 4. I got the soundtrack for A New World that we'd seen that concert previously in Knoxville a few years ago. And, um, finally got the soundtrack to it. Got a cool t-shirt that, um, um, a little too hefty to fit into right now, but maybe one day if we lose a little bit of weight and it was only 20 bucks. So, and, uh, the wife was not pleased that I bought a $40 cactar, but it is awesome. And it was really the only like collectible, um, you know they that was it they had other than soundtracks and shirts and uh if you spent 75 you got a free $5 bag i wasn't gonna do that but she really wanted uh the soundtracks and a couple more bucks you get you know when in rome you got to you got to pick those things up when you can it's going to a good cause right so that's about all i have for you guys this week um i'm trying to do the podcast more often so If there's things to talk about, we'll talk about them. I'll try to come up with some more uh, things if it's a little bit light on news. I can't promise to do it every week, but, you know, you guys get the automatic updates when there's one there, and I appreciate if you give it a listen. Um, Again, if you get a chance, download the Anchor app, and you can leave me a voicemail question, and I'll be happy to play it during the show and try to give you an answer. We haven't had any of those yet, but I'm really... uh, hoping that one of you guys will want to do that um, because I'd love to have the show so this this is it for episode 50 of the JRPG report my name is James Fisher thank you so much for tuning in and we'll see you guys again here real short until then get back out there and level up